Okay, friends and folklore enthusiasts, I'm pretty excited to jump back into what the rose did to the cypress. I'm kind of interested in this one. It's a little different, so I've got my cup of ginger green tea here, and I am ready to go, as I hope you are. Now, the king, the, the princess with the riddle, her father, I have to clarify because there so far are three different kings in this story. He seems like a pretty decent guy. Like, he straight up does not want Tomas to answer this riddle because he likes the guy and he doesn't want his daughter to kill him. So it's kind of a reversal of the stereotype where the father-in-law hates potential future son-in-law. He actually gets a little sassy with the princess, his daughter, and tells her that uh, she's basically a great big dummy for not just going ahead and marrying this guy, that he's, she's not going to find somebody more virtuous or of better birth or better looking than this prince. And she needs to just stop her weird riddle obsession and marry the guy. Um, so since this seems to be an Asian or Middle Eastern tale, it's uh, probably Middle Eastern. So the fact that any of the men in this story even bother with the princess's expectations or her interest or her riddle at all kind of blows my mind but the fact is they do which is one of the main reasons i suspect that this may be a rewrite of a middle eastern tale though i'm not a hundred percent sure but it may be original i really couldn't find out a lot about it either way i was pleasantly surprised um also like i said pretty pleasantly surprised that the father-in-law actually likes potential future son-in-law and that the princess wants a guy for his brains and not his money and his status. So all in all, the characters are pleasantly surprising me here, except for the vain, obnoxious princess who has, you know, to riddle gatekeep as far as getting married to her. You'd think the standard would be getting to know her. No, it's a riddle because this is a fairy tale and everything's got to be weird. She sticks to her riddle reasoning, though, and refuses to pull back on that and just marry the guy because he seems like an honorable nice guy and after the three days she brings the prince before her and asks what did the rose do to the cypress the prince being all smart replied only the omnipotent has the knowledge of secrets if any man says i know do not believe him yeah they cut his head off and stuck it on her wall just like the previous king's seven sons it's not going great um king Simon was heartbroken over the death of his son Tomas and mourned for 40 days. The story goes so far as to say that he was quote-unquote stupefied. So he's super bummed, right? Definitely not a happy camper. And so he's even more unhappy when his second son, Prince Quamas, wants to go and marry the same princess. At this point, I imagine you, like me, are scoffing in disbelief. Is it really so bad to marry the second most beautiful princess? I mean, this one's not worth it, guys. This, clearly there's something wrong here. This is not a healthy, normal person who asks riddles with deadly consequences. Anyway, you know, beauty aside, I just don't think this one's a catch. But Quamas does, and he decides that he is going to go and try and answer the riddle too, so he ends up decorating her family's city wall as well, surprising no one who thinks with their brain and not their emotions. Now only the cheerful, clever Prince Amas is left. 
Side note, even if Amas marries this girl, there is no chance that her papa-in-law is going to like her. Holidays, feasts, Middle Eastern Thanksgiving, it's all about to get really awkward with that family. Probably not as awkward as it would be if she married the youngest son of the King of Babylon, who lost seven sons to this crazy girl. But either way, <laughs> she's not warming up any in-laws with this particular behavior. Amas, of course, wants to meet the princess too, but in his case it is a desire for revenge rather than to marry the most beautiful girl in the world, which makes me suddenly way more interested in his character and where the story is going. But the request brought King Saman to tears, but the prince was willing to risk his life to strike a blow to the princess's pride. Unlike his brothers, he went with no gifts or traveling party. He approached the palace alone. He passed through the gate in the wall where his brother's heads were mounted. When he saw them, he left and went to a nearby village instead. He found an old man who had a wife who was a hundred years old or more. I don't know why it bothers to mention this poor woman's age. It just goes ahead and outs her. <laughs> Seems a little rude. You're not supposed to ask a lady her age. And so far, as far as I've gotten in this story, which I'm, like I said, only a little bit ahead of you guys, there is no reason to out this woman on her age. There, It hasn't tied into the story at all. So it just seems kind of rude. Just saying, I'm getting to an age where I start, I'm like I'm not old yet, but I'm definitely starting to feel a little more sensitive about my age, you know, and not wanting to like talk about it. So I feel like at 120 plus, it just says 120 or more. I don't know if she lost track or what, but I feel like you're either going to be super sensitive about your age at that point, or you just don't care at all. And I'm hoping for this woman's case that she just doesn't care because... Again, I see no reason for them to go ahead and just spout off her age. They don't sound off her husband's age. Just hers. Rude. Anyway, going to continue here. Um, this older couple took the prince in for the night and promised to keep his presence a secret as he changed into the clothes of the commoner. The next morning, he entered the city, trying to find a way to answer the riddle or to avenge his brothers. But he heard nothing useful. A couple days later, he snuck into the beautiful palace garden through a stream of water and hid among the birds and the flowers. The next day, he snuck in again. He disguised himself as a madman. I really don't know what that particular disguise would look like because people dress so strangely. I don't know, assuming it's like a super hot, arid country. Maybe he went with lots of skin exposed and sunburn. I don't know how you specifically look like you've lost your mind, considering your mind is on the inside and your appearance is on the outside. Either way, it just says that he dressed as a madman and ran into the princess and her friends. One of the serving girls spotted him and reported to the princess, who also went down to the spring, and he was the most beautiful man she had ever seen. She demanded that her nurse bring him to her at once, and he complied. But when the princess tried to find out who he was or how he had gotten there, he behaved like a madman, who had wandered in by accident. But the princess felt sorry for him and still liked him, so she said he was her madman and that no one was to hurt him. She took him into the palace and went. he went with her, hoping to discover the secret of her riddle. So, so far, prince number... Oh, goodness, what is this? We've got the original seven plus the two additional deaths. So this is prince number ten. And so far, he's doing better than any of the rest of them by coming at things kind of a different direction. So let's see next time if he can get any further with his little sneaky sneak disguise. 
than any of his brothers did. So far, he's made it more than three days without his head being stuck to the wall. So I think he's doing great. Let's talk more about it tomorrow.